Things happen to people differently and it's okay. It's okay. Hashtag facts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sharing our stories, our experiences. We are able to air our views. Mm-hmm. And we are not uh, editing anything. We really want to speak to, to the girls. To the girls. Hello everyone and welcome to our special Chinambuyu episode where we'll be talking about the recent femicide cases in Kenya. It's quite unfortunate that we had to start off the year with daily heartbreaking news of femicide cases across the country. And it's even more disheartening to see or even to note that just between 2019 and 2021 we had a total of 205 cases that were reported so you can also imagine the number of cases that haven't been reported yet the numbers keep glaring and of course this is an alarming statistic that underscores the pressing necessity for us the community and even government and allies to set up immediate and effective action to combat this issue with me in studio today of course are young women who are brave enough and who are bold enough to go to the femicide march that we had recently just as to advocate for the end of femicide, just as to speak and address the recent surge of femicide, speak about the lived experiences of girls and young women, air out our concerns and our grievances, demand for a safer community and a safer country for Kenyan women because as Kenyan girls and young women, we do deserve a safe country. So welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. So to kickstart, I'll just ask, so why did you march? I'll go around the room and just, why did you march? Uh, just to call an end to this madness and just to insist that no one has the privilege to take anyone's life. Well, I would say for me, this was uh, my part in contributing to a better society because I am a strong believer in ending all forms of violence and discrimination against women. So when you look at past statistics of women protesting in Kenya, you can see that only a handful used to show up and they would show up in so much fear. So uh, these cases of femicide were so heartening that I felt there was the need for uh, collective joy, collective community and solidarity with our sisters just to bring attention to all necessary actors in society. And with the belief that there is power in numbers, then there was the need for me to bring my voice on board, for me to bring my, my reasons on board and to even support the families of victims who had uh, lost their lives due to femicide. Um, as an ardent believer in human rights and the inherent power of human rights, I believe no one should take anyone's life regardless of the circumstances. And so one uh, one life lost is many lives uh, lost. And so for me, being part of this match was just affirming that uh, human rights are inherent and the right to life is inherent. No one under whatsoever circumstances should take anyone's life. All right. And aside from you guys participating in the match it was also inspiring to see organizations and even young women actually come out and go for the march and speak out share their voices we saw women across the country kisumu we had people from turkana mombasa kilifi 
matching and also we did see people also leveraging on organizations and allies also leveraging on their social media platforms to amplify what was going on and actually report what was happening on ground so during the match what are some of the demands that actually stood from you as a Kenyan woman and also as an advocate for girls rights something that stood up for me was how women repeatedly said that we should stop victim blaming because you'd hear a lot of opinions talking about why was she there why did she say go to visit this stranger in a Airbnb how was she dressed we've had a lot of such conversations so something that kept ringing was we should stop victim blaming and i agree to that i would say that for me what really stood out is just the realization of how much power women have in the community with and without funds because we have had people uh, saying very unsettling remarks on social media saying the women are showing up because maybe they are going to sign per diems uh, we had a few who said uh, those are idol women but then it was just beautiful to see women coming up in tens of thousands to stand together with others uh, women came 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 out in their diverse identities we had uh, uh, old women we had rich women we had vulnerable women we had uh, women from diverse orientations all who came out just to call out these uh, vice and uh, it was beautiful to see that uh, together we 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 own our power so it was beautiful to see women taking their power back i matched and what stood out for me was how the aspect of victim blaming was handled because one particular statement that stood out for me was when you vict- uh, when you blame a victim you affirm the perpetrator and it's rightly so because in our country we've seen instances where uh, justifications have been made on deaths of young girls where you find that these girls were in certain circumstances but when a public outcry is made and you find undertones of uh, victim blaming this in a way also affirms the perpetrator you're actually indicating that the perpetrator was right to do what they did and i much to call out that and it was it was affirming uh, in the solidarity movement uh, for the women rights organizations to really uh, say that we are not going to take this we're not going to take victim blaming and we are going to stand up and defend the rights of girls regardless of the circumstances that uh, they met their deaths the perpetrators should be brought to book so i believe that with that we need to also look at uh, how we perpetuate narratives that affirm perpetrators in what we do as a country and uh, be it in social spaces or in private spaces in addition to the end femicide march we also recently had uh, the dark valentine vigil that was hosted to commemorate and even remember the lives that have been lost through femicide so what other platforms can young women leverage to amplify issues that affect them I believe uh, some of the platforms that young women and girls in the women rights movement can use is uh, intergovernment agencies and international instruments this is because uh, revolutions uh, over time have always been informed 
by people who have believed in a cause and who have showed up to defend a cause. So when we talk about platforms such as the Commission on the Status of Women, when you talk about protocols that have been developed in the past, like the uh, Coalition on Ending of Violence Against Women, we now need to come up with protocols that speak specifically to issues of femicide because we're living in a world where we feel women are not safe. A threat to a woman's life is a threat to my own life. So calling upon intergovernmental agencies and other bodies to call to action and get government to have measures that will ensure women are safe, their rights are protected, and their fundamental freedoms are guaranteed. Yeah, I second that, and I also believe that we can leverage on other platforms that allow us to reach a wider audience, especially with the current trend where we tend to respond more and relate more to stories. So I would encourage the use of more podcasts where young women are able to tell their stories, where we are able to bring survivors of violence on board just so that we can have a, a creation of more impact in the society. And uh, I think in another length, we can also go back to academia where we write articles that are able to influence policies and legislations in uh, society. And this could be through blogging, uh, sharing of articles. So I would encourage young women to put their stories out there because uh, already by marching during the anti-femicide march, we have stopped victim blaming and we are encouraging more women to report because they will not be victimized but because we are going to stand with them. So I would encourage them to make use of these sites that encourage them to reach a wider audience. I agree with you, ladies. Also for those of us in the grassroots, we are encouraging intentional community dialogues where we are killing the narratives that have been normalized in the back in the villages and in some communities that GBV is normal. Also having conversations, say, with gatekeepers that now the women or the young women in this case are empowered to know where they can report some incidences. I think another platform that we can leverage on of course as girl allies and even as stakeholders within the women's rights movement space we need to also continuously create platforms where we actually allow the girls and the young women to come on board and share their own lived experiences. We need to also continuously bring them on board and listen from their own point of view when we are drafting policies, when we are pushing for policies, when we want to change the narrative and even the realities of African girls and young women. What are your demands to the Kenyan government to end femicide? Maybe I will start with um, there is need to create more sensitization on what femicide is. Because uh, the first thing that I saw when we were demanding for a call to action when these cases were on the rise in January is that some people were saying this is not femicide, these are normal killings that have been happening. And some people even equated it to crimes of passion. So they were saying these are things that happened, that have been happening prior to this in history. So there is need for the government to sensitize the society uh, about femicide by, uh, I, I think, they could share adverts on mainstream media that em empower women and girls in the community to know what is femicide. And maybe the other thing that I believe our government can do for us is even providing data of femicide cases because we can tell that 
this is an area that has been for loops uh, given that even uh, with the 2019 and 2009 census and uh, the KDHA statistics, there is no cases of femicide that are reported by the government, which means that CSOs are left to the bulk of work where they are expected to provide numbers that we cannot really ascertain given that we are only depending on the cases that are reported on the media. So the government issuing statistics on GBV rates that happen due to femicide is a uh, uh, likely to help us assess progress and even design interventions that could bring about solutions towards the same. Um, for me, what I would ask our government to do is to hold these perpetrators accountable. We have seen a lot of them walking scotch-free, even after being arrested. We find it so demotivating for one to have gone all the way to report. Then so for girl X, for instance, would be like, ah, if I, if this person was reported and nothing happened to them, why would my case be very different, right? So I think holding perpetrators accountable, regardless of who you are or what power you hold, is something that the government should actually actionize. My call to action would be uh, to the political leaders, more so the elected and the nominated women leaders, asking them to lead from the front. One life lost is a life cut short, it's a generation cut short, and one thing about our women leaders, we have not seen them really uh, committed to this cause or show up. So I'm calling them to action, to lead from the front, because our girls are dying, our girls, our women are being uh, killed. So we need women to show up and to be in solidarity with the women's rights movement. And because they have the mandate to protect and uphold the rights of women, let us have them show up for that cause and lead from the front. And uh, one thing that I may add is that from the government, we also expect comprehensive policies and legislation that uh, tends to protect against all forms of gender-based violence. When we speak about all forms, that means that none is excluded. And uh, unlike what we have seen before, where even the police would be reluctant to arrest perpetrators because even they themselves would ask what was she doing in an Airbnb, what was she doing walking at night, why did she disrespect the husband, there, there needs to be a constitutional clause that criminalizes such acts regardless of what circumstance that happened. And as my colleague has said, life is sacred regardless of the circumstances. My demand to the Kenyan government would be for them to recognize and even acknowledge and declare that femicide and violence against women is a national emergency issue. It is something that unfortunately we have to go through every single day there's a case that is being reported. Every single day a neighbor or even a family member is experiencing violence or someone is a victim or a survivor. The numbers keep increasing however we don't have like you said informed data on the actual numbers on ground so i would really urge the government to consider it and actually declare it as a national emergency as we conclude the episode uh, what role can we girl allies play in ensuring that girls have access to justice and what is your call to action towards ending femicide uh, for the allies in the women's rights uh, movement, I would want to urge us to continue uh, with the work that we do to stay committed to the cause of ending femicide. It's upon us to make sure that every girl 
every woman wherever they are they are safe because one life lost is too many uh, lost so let us stay committed to the cause let us try and ensure that we will not have our girls or our women being killed let's call upon the government and other duty bearers who have the role of protecting the rights of women and girls to make sure that uh, the women and girls are protected so we claim our rights and we take up space and ensure our voices are heard and in line with this i'd want to make a call to action to the media fraternity to make sure that we are having correct reporting on issues of femicide we would not want to have uh, side stories or side shows that um, affirm perpetrators or are inclined to indicate that the victims or the survivors or the victims involved here uh, had a hand in what happened to them uh, injustice is injustice regardless of how, how it was uh, meted on this person or the circumstances that uh, were there so for the media fraternity correct reporting and making sure that uh, we, the media fraternity is calling on the perpetrators to be uh, called to book is very very important even as we track and see that uh, these femicide cases are going to end in the nation Great, and I think in the same length, I would uh, ask us to continue raising awareness about uh, femicide because we have seen that in the one match that we did, we have already seen some good short-term outcomes. For instance, uh, we have seen toll-free lines that have been shared. So I want to urge my fellow allies, young women, that this is not the time to quit because uh, whatever we are doing, we can see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, in the same breath, I would want to encourage all of us to stay against the remarks that are commonly say that uh, women are the enemies of each other. So in that sense, I would want us to create safe spaces where fellow young women and survivors are free to talk about their experiences with GBV because it is only through this that we can support them. It is only through this that we can save uh, potential victims of femicide. And uh, my to-be call to action would be for the government to do more than reactive policies because we have seen that after the femicide, the government issued uh, a toll-free line through its various, its various uh, institutes, but then there was nothing done on the preventive side. And to this time, we have been worried that uh, the, the state has not offered, has not given any state remarks on calling to action perpetrators and uh, even just speaking about femicide in general. So we would want to see more than at all free line. We would want to see the state forging partnerships with the CSOs just to fight against this vice of femicide. I would encourage my fellow allies to continue raising awareness on human rights and GBV. The continued cases kind of rubber stamp that there is more that needs to be done and there's a lot of work that we need to do. My call to action would be to urge us to have survivor-led and survivor-centered interventions towards ending GBV. For us to continue creating awareness in the grassroots regions and educating them more to add on that, my call to action would be especially to the government and even law enforcement agencies is to strengthen and expand survivors' counseling and legal aid services, including free and confidential legal advice and representation. Uh, just to add on that, I think we also need allies because uh, we, we need a united front for this to end. 
So I would call on men to also join us in this fight and it was so beautiful to see that men joined us and they were holding banners that said she was someone's daughter, she was someone's sister. So uh, it, it doesn't matter who she was, but let men, uh, we need men to join us even in creating advocacy in grassroots region where they can talk to other men and ask them against uh, femicide attacks. Uh, lastly, I'll speak to the issue of uh, the concept of femicide. So femicide should be treated as what it is. It is, um, you know, killing of women. And so these counter narratives that uh, women deserve this should by all means be dissuaded in at all levels in the community, in private and in public spheres, because femicide is ending people's lives, which is not supposed to be the case. And perpetrators of uh, femicide should be brought to book. Thank you, ladies, for joining me on this special edition Chinyambu episode. And to our audiences, thank you for listening to us. Uh, to report femicide, please call DCI through the number 0800-722-203, 0800-722-203. To report any GBV cases, you can also call 1195 and 116. You can also call 1195 and 116. The views that have been shared here are expressly our own views and they do not reflect the views of Akili Dada or any other affiliate organizations. <laughs>